1: Numbers told the story, they always do. So, of those idiots who believe in analytics, this is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN.
3: Hour number two of a numbers game at Visa. the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Game Plus iHeart Radio, uh, YouTube TV, that is. However, you're taking us in, we appreciate it. It's all proudly brought to you by BetMGM. It's Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlin here as well. Still to come this hour, Jason Weingarten from Under a Cloud of Smoke. Doesn't matter where he is. He's always under a cloud of smoke. That's the, that's the trick here that people In need. the Caribbean. You're not supposed to say that. <laughs> Even though I did yesterday. That's right. Uh, under a cloud of smoke. We'll talk to him about the NFL. Danielle Alvarez will join us. Danielle taking shots at me on text, apparently. I learned this morning. We still, yeah. lo- we still love her. We're going to have her on. I own. guess. Oh, yeah.
4: Nothing oh. you didn't know already. No, of course.
3: <laughs> Come on. It's like she knows me or something. Uh, and we will talk uh, teasers. By the way, we've been promoting the teaser segment for like two days now. Yeah, it's true. And it's really the payoff is not going to be that awesome. Let me just point that out.
4: Uh, I got one side I love.
3: One teaser, like we love. Okay. All right, we'll get to that. Ladies and gentlemen, though, first, unscripted with the crack man, Bill Krakenberg. Very epic. Krakenberger from uh, Destinations Unknown. Where are you, man? How you doing, Bill?
5: Hey, that I never hear that music when I'm in studio with you because you, I don't have a headset to do that over there. But now that I hear it, that's like it, it really makes me want to like jog up the steps of the library. And <laughs> like, it's just, yeah, it's so cool. Uh, wh- what a week here. Let me tell you something. The first thing I want to tell you is the recognition on the East Coast that you and I get, it I know it shouldn't shock me, but it's, it just shocks me still. Like, you know, someone comes up to me. It's not from the Fox show. It's not from the podcast. It's not from the appearances I do on multiple networks. It's from the Veasan show. So I, I'll tell you, we really have a big, big following on this East Coast. Um, someone grabbed. Someone walked by me the other day and said, "Hey!" And this was this guy was funny. He just. He, I have no idea who he is. It was like the Phantom. He never stopped and <laughs> stepped. He was in stride. He walked by me and goes, hey, I love you two guys on Visa and on Thursdays. And he just walked by me. I still don't know anything about him. He did he almost drive had like by. a mask and a yeah. cape. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he came by. But then someone else came to me and said, you tell it like it is on these networks. I said, not really. I just talk, you know, off my – I talk both things. You know, people, sometimes they're mistaken. They only pick out the things we say, Gil. And like, like when we're talking negatively or just talking truth about the sports books that, that that adversely affect us or it bothers us, they don't realize the good things we've said over the years. Look at, like, I'll, I'll say it again. Look at William Hill now. Yes. William Hill allowed me back in, allowed a lot of all the sharp guys back in. And I can't tell you how grateful I am and how they're taking bets from me. Now, once in a while, they'll deny a bet and say, give me a limit and say, okay, you can't have it for this amount, but you can have it for this amount.
3: That's great. No, it's great. I want I mean, want to point this out about them too because it, I'm glad you said that. And first of all, thank you to everybody, East Coast, West Coast, wherever. But I love the East Coast love because you and I are both from the East Coast, so it sort of tickles oh, yeah. us a little more. But the, the you know, the, the William Hill thing is a great example of something where we appropriately, back in the day, right, appropriately, uh, busted on them. But but it's you know, and again, the NFL draft prop caper from 2018, which is still my pinned tweet, where we got them to pay out betters that they weren't willing to do so, including myself. So there were moments there where it was absolutely justified, and we we liked to you know we, to, to the extent we had an impact, that's great. Uh, we also recognized that it was their business model to be that way, if you will, back in the day, where they were like they were not going to allow you to be successful as a better. And so at some point, it was incumbent upon us to sort of recognize that. But I will say this on the other hand, that betters sort of wore it as a badge of honor that they got kicked out of William Hill, and I always used to say. You know what? You can wear it as a badge of honor. That's not the gig. The gig is to keep as many outs as possible. So you walk in, you know, anybody walking around saying, oh, yeah, I got kicked out of William Hill. You're, You're not impressing me. Like, you should have figured out a way to keep that out. Anyway, to your point that now they, under new management, have swung completely. And so they do take bets. They do allow huge payouts on those bets. Um, we've made some here. They, you just let them know, hey, I'm coming in. It's going to be a lot of money. Sure, no problem. We'll get it prepared. Thanks for letting us know. It's a totally different thing. And so, yes, I, I hope that people recognize that uh, we're fair about stuff, not just one side.
5: We are. We, are, we definitely are. And, uh, you know, some of these companies cost themselves a ton of money. And no matter what I tell them, like I was a spokesman for a company, by the way. I chose not to be a spokesman for 2022 football season. I was a spokesman for them, and I did some videos for them. Um, I, I, I'll tell you, they cost themselves so much money. That they 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 don't they, they they actually throw out squares without realizing it. People that are in risk that are working in risk, they all they want to do is job preservation for their own reasons. They don't even know. Half of them don't even know what risk they don't even, they, they shouldn't even have the job. I like to know what they did years before because all they're trying to make themselves is look good. They're not doing their job of taking volume and taking bets. And I'm not talking about from anyone. sharp. I know guys that are literally square guys that are losing sports betters. Like we said this before on the yeah. show that literally have lost money, but they've been thrown out and then they're welcomed somewhere else where they're giving the money because the person in risk, did not do their job. If the managing, upper management and CEO only knew what they were doing. Yes. They would say, well, what are we doing here? Bill, they, they don't know.
3: Bill, we brought this up at times before, but I, I'll I we'll, we'll repeat I it again, though, because yeah. on off, yeah. offshore, they do that very well, right? Profiling yeah. is a science and it's done very, very well. That's been, you know, when in 2018, in May of 2018, when PASPA uh, struck down uh, was struck down as unconstitutional by the Supreme Court of the United States. We could speculate, okay, how is this going to go? How is this going to evolve? One of the biggest things has been that point, which is legalized sports books seem to have no clue often about profiling. And so a really square better who just happens, right, to randomly go 5 and 0 on something will just get scuttled. And so they think they're saving themselves, and in fact, they're just costing themselves money. It it has been an amazing amazing thing to observe through the years here. Now,
5: it really has. Gil, I want to talk about real quick about this this NFL, and, and I've been saying it across any many platforms this season, from week one to right now, week eleven. I'll just tell you, um, it's amazing how many people just keep doing it, though. They keep putting these double digit favorites and money lines in their parlays hear what they say here's what they think well this is a given 11 point eagle favorite let throw it in there I, that, that's the conclusion of my of my four-teamer and throwing that in there and that, that's that's the easy one the other ones are the harder ones it just amazes me week after week you could talk until you're blue in the face you could try to help everyone like i know that like, like jimmy props always say why are you telling people this on vcin why are you telling my same form letter answer is they don't listen anyway, Jim." They don't. In the end, they don't listen. They're going to do what they want anyway. They're going to they do what they want. They may take little nuggets, yeah. little pieces of what Gil and I say, and and maybe use that in the equation of of their thinking or their thought process or their actual bet. But in the end, they're throwing the Eagles money line in their parlay.
3: Yeah, and that and that has affected. That's been the big thing. And by the way, none of us are like completely innocent of of some of these things. That's what affected Stanford Wong teaser legs, specifically the favorites. Of above seven points, when you tease them down through the seven and the three, which essentially becomes akin, if you will, to a money line play—not quite, but akin to one. That's why those have been so completely unsuccessful this year, too. Those particular legs. The, it, it makes logical sense, right? That if a league is th- has this much parity and has this much volatility, that those are going to be unsuccessful. Both the money line example you're giving and those long teaser legs, and yet. um, Listen, all of us are guilty to a certain extent of not helping, not being able to help ourselves. We're going to do a teaser segment in a minute. I don't know, maybe we won't be able to help ourselves when we, when we talk about it. But just people, the, the inability of people to learn anything as time goes on is, is, a, is a pretty interesting thing. They'll keep banging their head.
5: I'm not playing 140 on yeah. seven point teasers. Yeah. Uh, first of all, you can't win. The sharpest guys in the world, Wong Teaser, you can't win laying a dollar 40 on teasers, and by the way everyone wants to put stanford wong on a pedestal they put these guys on pedestals they put him and uh there's other ones the video poker pro they put these guys on the pedestal these guys aren't revealing everything they do they're putting basic strategy let me tell you something i don't think stanford wong can win betting sports with monopoly money How's that sound? So, I, 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 you know, when you say Wong teasers, and I know that everyone uses that. Um, he had a prop seminar. He had a prop seminar 15 years ago, a little prop seminar that he had. I went to it with a couple of friends. I Honestly, I can't believe back then when it was so easy to win on the Super Bowl props 15 years ago when they were first really being, uh, you know, when, when Jay down there at Westgate went, went over to Westgate. This was such, such an easier thing to beat, and they couldn't even beat the props. These guys, so you know, in, I'm in, not trying to put fa- them down. They, they're great at blackjack, great blackjack stuff. I love Wonging it. It's called going in and out. I love the Wong half count in blackjack. I love it. I'm just saying. I, I don't know. It just felt like well. In, you that.
3: in fairness to Stanford Wong, by the way, which is a pseudonym, real name John Ferguson. In fairness to him, right. we also don't necessarily give him his justice when we describe them because we're on the radio, we're talking, we're doing off the cuff. But he even had back in the day what you just said, price stipulations on it, right? This is the price yeah. you should be paying. We don't – every time we talk about them, we don't say, hey, don't don't make it. If it's above this price, you shouldn't be playing it. But we should say that every time. There's also totals, right, total stipulations on these things where if the – you know, the higher the total gets, the more irrelevant they become, right, because of the volatility of a high total. So – uh you know we don't do him justice sometimes too. So I just wanted to no, just defend him. I'm not th- trying
5: to pick on. Him. Yeah, I'm just saying the 140 though. Even like Fez gave me a teaser last week. He's like, uh, Carolina and Kansas City at one. I didn't even bet it for myself because I'm not laying a dollar forty on, on a teaser, and that's what it is in Vegas. You know, seven point teaser. Uh, I'm not laying a dollar forty on a teaser, a seven point teaser. I'm just not. I used to lay a dollar fifteen, dollar twenty. Uh, it's so hard to win teasers this year. Honestly, I think I'm done for the year with them. I'm done for them. You Bill, know, Unless next, the totals are lower.
4: So. We look We look
3: forward I'll to having there. you back in studio. I'll
5: be there. Thank you, guys. I'll Have a great there. weekend.
3: Bill Krakenberger, everybody. I'm Bill Crackman with the K. The name of the podcast, Wise Cracks with John Orlando and Bill Krakenberger. That's Tony Orlando's nephew for... Uh, Men of a certain age, women of a certain age, you remember Tony Orlando and Don. We'll come back. We will look at teasers despite all that to see if we can find anything. And we'll read your tweets on the other side. It's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network.
2: What's up? I'm John Wall.
6: And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year,
7: Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart.
1: This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot or download the app today. From
2: BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast
6: is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, game on the sports betting network.
3: The World Cup countdown is on, and now's the time to get your copy of our World Cup betting guide. We have in-depth analysis from Nigel Seeley on all eight groups. v team of experts provide their picks and predictions for every group and the Golden Boot Award. And if you're new to betting World Cup soccer, don't worry, Josh Applebaum will break down everything you need to know. The only way to get the guide, though, is to become a V-CENT Pro subscriber. Sign up now for just $99. Get v Pro access for everything we do all the way through the Super Bowl. Sign up today at V-CENT.com slash subscribe. If you want more World Cup betting insight, check out our World Cup betting preview show on YouTube. Just subscribe to VEASAN Live on YouTube. Skill Alexander, Kelly Bidlin is there as well. Kelly, did you want to share uh, thoughts about the South Point bathroom that you were off air, or would you rather keep that off air for the VEASAN um, Plus Plus Plus? Observer? No, you
4: could make a great sitcom out of it, though. Yeah. No. So all the sitcoms about working places these days. Set up a camera. The sportsbook uh, South Point Sportsbook bathroom could have a sitcom about it. <laughs> Megab- I run into poker buddies in there. There was two guys just having a conversation when I walked out. in there this morning. Just in front of the sinks, having a normal conversation at we get- 7.45 in the morning.
3: Doesn't <laughs> seem awkward to me at all. Not huh? weird at all. Not weird at all. <laughs> we get tweets at beating the book. The real Joe B. It says uh, Gil and Kelly, with the World Cup nearly upon us in the recent success of Crawley Town, now would be a great time to get uh, Preston Johnson, sports cheetah back on the most important thing on the mind of sports betters worldwide. I'm talking, of course, about Love Is Blind season three. You down with Love Is Blind season three? No, I ain't down. You down with Love Is Blind at all? I've seen it. Preston and I did a whole breakdown on the first season of Love oh, Is Blind. Oh, really? Oh, yeah.
4: Well, I, I, hey, I've got no no problem with getting Preston on. Love me some Preston Johnson. Let's
3: get Preston on here. Jesse Welch, Gil, I legitimately bursted out laughing about the uh, Kyrie joke <laughs> that, a, that a customer in my gas station just asked me. You okay? This is earlier I made a yarmulke joke. This is from uh, Nick Shursky. Forced to wear a yarmulke. I just spit my coffee out. Tim Lawson also. LOL on the yarmulke joke. Phil Weiss. Oh, talking about uh, John Legasa. That guy's definitely one of your more entertaining guests. Legacy brings it, man. He's got energy. He brings it week in and week out. He is. Uh, you
4: never have to worry about that.
3: Peter Watry. Oh, this is a shout-out to our buddy, Dr. Eric Eager. Peter Watry, I discovered Dr. Eric Eager on your show. I must tell you, his Sumer Sports podcast is must-listen. What an amazing look behind the curtain of the NFL's front offices. Thank you, Gill and Kelly.
4: Well, you're well, welcome. I, you're welcome, but, but yeah. But I, it's all Eric. It's all Eric. Yeah. And, I mean, if if you don't know by now, I mean, I mean Eric Eager is a – I mean, as far as what we talk about with sports betting, especially analytical side of things, he's about as good as it gets. I mean, he's right up there in some of the top people that I would be listening to and, and following what he says on Twitter and stuff like that. Eric Eager, one of the best out there.
3: The best is when I asked him, I go, do you, do you mind if I called you doctor? Like, or do you think that's a little too much? He goes, No, no, I enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> I
4: was like, Okay.
3: Worked hard for that
4: DR in front, man. I was like, All right, I'll call you doctor. The MD at the end. Matthew Mayberry. <laughs> Whatever PhD, the letters are there. I don't really know. Doctor of. Matthew Mayberry.
3: Uh, he had a little uh, issue with uh, my exchange with Adam Kramer. He says, I'm not an Alabama fan, but I'm sick of them. Like every- And I'm sick of them like everyone else. But they lost two games on the last play of the game. And, yes, they could get beat a few other times. But, come on. They're still going to get players. The Alabama's done stuff is getting ridiculous. I don't know. I don't know. But that's a viewpoint for sure. Uh Trevor Warwick. If you win your Thanksgiving, always oh, talking about Bet's giving. He's already strategizing for Bet's giving for Ooh, us. Okay, he says, if you win your Thanksgiving Thursday bets, would you have to bet the draw in the soccer game on principle?
4: I don't get it. Why to go for the hammer? Yeah, I don't get that either. No, nah, we've already decided on Friday. We're betting over corner kicks. Is that what we decided? I don't even know what the total is. We're Kelly, betting the over on the corners.
3: We just made an executive decision. <laughs> well, it's already been made up. We're going to do this.
4: Under on the yellow cards, over on the corners. We get No, it is cool, though, Gil, because we get access to the entire DraftKings menu for this. Oh, we do? Yes, yeah, so we use whatever the heck we want on
3: there. You are responsible for input. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Because Lord knows you don't want to rely because on me. Because that needed
4: to be said. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> things, things, That wasn't understood
3: already. <laughs> things, things that need to be said out loud. Gil, do you even know your email address, Gil? Uh, Rob, your segment with... Uh, oh, we are talking to Bill Crackenberg. So your segment uh, with Gil is my favorite in Live segment of the week. And it's not even close to raw honesty on a variety of wagering topics. Is as fresh as a produce stand in the Bronx. Our, our produce stands in the Bronx fresh? Maybe it was killing us. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, screaming A. Smith... Jog up the steps of the library. Which movie was that? It was the art museum in Philadelphia. Oh, because Bill was talking about his intro music. He was like, yeah, it's like uh, going up the uh, the steps all of right. the library.
4: All right. All right. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to uh, let me back up Bill here. Philadelphians, let's take it easy out there. Okay. Not everybody knows that. I didn't know that. He jogs up some steps in Philadelphia. I don't know
3: where it is. <laughs> Supposed Uh-oh. to know that? A lot more tweets. We'll get to them. Is, is it time finally? Yeah, it is. Let's do it. Whatever. It's
2: teaser time.
4: There we go. I got one leg. I got one leg. I love.
3: Let me guess the leg. Take a shot. Take a wild guess. Let me go. Let me guess guess the leg you love.
4: The whole five Uh, options.
3: (laughs) So my my eyes went down. I'm like, okay, maybe that. Oh, of course. You love the Vikings catching more than a touchdown against the Cowboys. Of course,
4: yeah. I mean, I mean, I think three weeks in a row we've had the teaser leg of the year this is this is the this is the third week in a row the, teaser the new leg teaser of the leg of the year it's this <laughs> it's this one right here uh the problem is finding what to pair it with this week you need right? a dance partner you, you need a dance partner and i i wanted to hit on this segment this week and i know we've been, we've been doing it intermittently this year cuz we have talked about teasers that have for a lot of us it's burned us more than in years past uh but you know it's been a lot of how you've played the teasers too a lot of teasing down but that's what you got this week right you got a lot of options That I think last year we would have been salivating over, oh, yeah, they're laying eight. Let me tease down to two. No problem. Well, by the way, we haven't brought this
3: up. We probably should have brought this up earlier, but we got to talk about other things. The Bills-Browns game. Yes. Okay. So here's the deal on this, in case you missed it. Now, the Bills play Thanksgiving. So, we, so they, the NFL cannot move, by the way, expecting how many, how many inches of snow I now? Mean,
4: three to six feet of snow. Three is to six what feet. We're not even talking about inches. We're talking about feet. And, yes, I think, it, it, latest I heard, yes, it's expected to stop snowing by game time. Correct. That's but, what I, well, that's what I was talking
3: about with Drew yesterday. Remember, I was like, yeah, but the snow is going to be done. So, like, when do you bet the over? But
4: it could be so much snow on the ground already. And before the game, they can't keep the field, you know,
3: ergo, ready to go. Ergo the conundrum. Ergo, the conundrum. So, just so I know you were going to say those exact words. So, this just to give you an idea. So, my, <clears throat> I'm on a three-way text exchange with two of my buddies, old school buddies, each of whom have done like phenomenal things in their lives. Do you know what all they talk about is fantasy football? Oh, yeah. so one yeah. of them, my buddy Tommy, calls me yesterday, and I'm like, "Why is he calling me? What's this?" He goes, "Gilly, I need your advice. My two fantasy wideouts are Amari Cooper and Donovan Peoples Jones." So, I, first of all, I was like, wait a minute. I spent a minute berating him that those are his fantasy right, wideouts. Yeah, yeah. That's the first thing he goes, I need to know if this game's going to be moved. I was like, what am I, like Roger Goodell? You think I know? <laughs> so, his whole concern was about his fantasy wideouts. He's rooting for a venue change so that his wideouts can actually do something. So, if this gets moved, the point, and by the way, the candidates appear to be Detroit.
4: I, I think that's the only one. They, I, I mean, the Lions aren't playing at home this week, and the Bills have to be there for Thanksgiving anyways. Syracuse, it, Toronto, nothing like that? I, I, I The only one I've, I've heard is serious consideration yeah. is Detroit because it makes sense travel-wise for both teams. It's not bad for either one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and again, the Bills, they'll just stay there because they play there next week or if so, they want to go. But well,
3: here, Here's the point of am getting, getting to. We'll get back to teaser time. If that gets changed, if we find out tomorrow, tomorrow's when the announcement's supposed to happen, one way or the other, if that venue gets changed, how much does this total, which is currently at 41 and a half, bounce up? A touchdown? Um, More than a touchdown?
4: Okay, well let's look at I just pulled up the pulled up the Don Best history. This opened 47 and a half at William Hill, I'm using William Hill. Mm-hmm. Open forty-seven and a half. 47 and a half. Tick down 47, 46, 45 and a half, 44 and a half, 43, 43 and a half, 43, 42 and a half, 42, 41 and a half. Is where it bottomed out at William Hill.
3: Good auctioneer voice, by the way.
4: Thanks. Has bounced back to forty-two. So there are like there were some 41s in the market I saw yesterday. So this is already back on the upswing because I think people are trying to hedge hedge their, you know, hedge their bets or hedge the information a bit on whether this game is going to get moved or not. But I'm with you. I think if it, if it, if it goes to Detroit and you're talking it should go past the original total, I shouldn't it? I think so, yes. I think it goes past the original total. So I think you're looking at 48, 49. I think it's a seven, eight point jump from where it's at. What a middle setup that would be. Yes. But you can't, it's kind of like you said with your buddy texting you. You can't, you can't make a bet right now. thinking assuming it's going to do one thing or the other. Let me, let me get back to the, unless me- maybe you're a meteorologist in Buffalo.
3: Biggest point of this conversation. His fantasy wideouts are Amari Cooper and Donovan Peoples Jones. <laughs> I'm sorry. Back to the teasers. Who who's your dance partner for the Vikings? No, I think then? that's
4: great. So so okay, so you know, another one of, you know, using information poorly. I did, when I was rushing to get in every bet possible when the Vikings opened too, I did put in a teaser on the Vikings and the Bills. So the I really have one tied in that I kind of can't do anything about, but I don't I don't really <laughs> mind it. I'm down to two and a half on the Bills side of things. I don't I don't mind that one. The other one I'm looking at because Gil, for some reason, it's one and a half painted now. Cowboys one and a half. So this is still very teasable. 49ers, I'm considering.
3: Yeah, but you're doing everything we just talked about.
4: I know. No, I know. (laughs) I know. (laughs) uh,
3: What could possibly go wrong with any of those favorites? It's tough, man. Teasers have just... uh, It's been tough. I guess the favorites teased down have been... It's
4: hard uh, to me to ignore Kyler Murray dealing with a hamstring injury. though.
3: Yeah. Jason Weingarten from under a cloud of smoke on the other side. It's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network.
5: game on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network.
3: Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSEN.com to check the current betting splits data. Splitting bets! Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? Well, the betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes, so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public's betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits yet another way. At is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at Veasan Skill Alexander, Kelly Bidley. we get tweets at beating the book. Always appreciate the feedback. This is from Ryan Hyatt. Great segment there with Bill Krakenberger. Uh, pro tip: There was the uh, the pro tip. There was the discussion on price stipulations. I could listen to a whole hour on that topic. Well, Ryan, I don't think anybody else wants to be subjected to an hour of that topic, but I appreciate <laughs> it.
4: We appreciate yeah, it nonetheless. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Um, over the leave. Over the levy, pardon me, over the levy. Uh, I was contemplating a three-leg teaser. Titans to plus 10, Bills to plus a half. Eagles to plus a half. Thanks, crack. Talked me off of that. And this is from, uh, let's see here. Doo, 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 doo. Oh, uh, Kenny G. Not that Kenny G. Although it could be that Kenny G.
4: That's how Kenny G played golf once.
3: He's really good at That's golf. That's my
4: random Kenny G story. He's really good at golf. Every, yes.
3: every time this comes up, I feel the need to say, have you seen the Kenny G documentary? No. It's Fantastic. Even if to. even if you don't like Kenny G, which I'm not a Kenny G fan, but uh, this Kenny G, which is Kenny G five four two one five three seven nine, so I'm guessing it's not the real Kenny G. Though in today's Elon Musk's Twitter, you never know. Maybe it could be. Uh, Morning, Gilly Kelly. Can't the NFL flex the Bills game to four p.m.? Great show,
4: longtime listener. Thank you, Kenny G. Um, Great question. I don't know the answer to that. I'm sure they've considered it. I'm I'm guessing though that's part of they think that's not either not going to matter at all.
3: They don't want to move it any closer to Thanksgiving's. Early game, because they play early on Thanksgiving. So even though those three hours might bother them.
4: I mean, yeah, you're definitely not pushing it back a day. Because they have to play on Thanksgiving.
3: (sighs) Yeah, no, no, there's no moving the day. For sure, there's no moving the day. But I would imagine even those three hours, they would say, well, we don't even want to do that. But here, I I will say this. So apparently in 2014, they moved a a game, a Bills game, from the venue.
4: Where did I send you that from? It was a
3: tweet. It was a tweet, yeah. So I guess... This is the part that I don't really realize. When I was a kid, Kelly, are you ready for the uh, what went both ways uphill to school? Back in the day. When I was a child, they didn't move football games.
4: Here's that Shefter. This is from
3: Adam Schefter. Forecast calling for snow totals of three to six feet by Sunday in Buffalo, including possible thunder snow.
4: Oh, thundersnow. Step aside, Viper Hawks, thundersnow.
3: Last time snow forced the NFL to move a game out of Buffalo was 2014 when the Jets and Bills played that Monday night in Detroit. NFL monitoring storm, talking to Bills and Browns now. I don't remember that game. I'll take Adam Schefter's word for it. Thundersnow. But when I was a kid, they wouldn't move games. They'd just be like, you're playing. Doesn't matter what the conditions are. But apparently now we're soft. We move games. Yeah. By the
4: way, to the benefit of the Bills. Have right? you ever heard the term thunder snow before? I'm pretty sure uh, some guy in Miami tried to sell me some thunder snow one time. <laughs> well, so we kept
3: calling it. I went to school in Boston. I remember my freshman year, and they were like, oh, "Ah, is coming in, Gil. Nor'easter." <laughs> and I was like, "What? A nor'easter?"
4: <laughs> and you're like, "How do you spell that?" They're like,
3: "I'm oh. like nor what? What are you saying, nor'easter?" So I was like, "Oh, what? could you spell that for me?" So they're like, "Is it nor'easter, right? Nor'easter." And so I was like, oh, my God, what is this going to be? Is this going to be – I was 18 years old. I was like, like, oh, my God, we're not going to have class tomorrow. This is awesome. (laughs) By the morning, there was like 20 inches of snow perfectly shoved off to the side of the roads. They're so expert at it in Boston, like moving the snow across. But apparently this game could be moved, but we we shall see on that. Oh, and one more tweet here before we get to Jason who was patiently uh, waiting from under a cloud of smoke. This Mm -hmm. is from Primetime, Cowboys underscore Cubs 1. I can just hear your response, Gil, to your friend Tommy. If those two are your starting wide receivers, I simply can't help you. It was basically that. Jason Weingarten, everybody from Under a Cloud of Smoke, Destination Unknown. How you doing, Jason?
8: How's it going?
3: Going well. The host of the Wide World of Weingarten podcast. How often are you putting that out? A week now.
8: Uh I don't know. It's a good question. It's uh, it's it's we're we're on the off season at the moment, so it uh, <laughs> okay. it varies when. Uh, when, when there's news, when there's something going on, we'll, we'll, have, uh, we'll have stuff to talk about. But, you know, I'm always, I'm always around to uh, talk about things.
3: All right. Well, uh, first of all, congratulations on your Michael Harris Rookie of the Year cashing. Where does that rank in the all-time Jason Weingarten cash hauls?
8: That was pretty good. It, uh, it, it ensured that my, uh, my futures portfolio for MLB season beat inflation this uh this year which was my goal unfortunately um you know shohei otani is gonna eat into uh the profits somewhat yeah. but uh you know villa villa michael michael harris is uh going to be built with uh, <laughs> with the winning so I, i'll consider it i'll consider it a good year and uh you know we're gonna like i, I said on twitter uh, a lot of dogs are gonna get uh Gonna get rescued because of these uh, these rookie of the year wins there between Julio and uh, Michael Harris. So pretty uh, pretty excited about that. Too. All right.
3: The Michael Harris villa, not to be confused with the, uh, the the property you are buying just on the Arizona border, not to be confused with that property.
8: No, no, the, the, this is uh, this is going to be a uh, a villa in the, uh, the Caribbean oh. on uh
3: yes. hopefully
8: on on Barbados. Hopefully.
3: Barbados. All right. Let's go. Yep. I expect an invite. All right. So here we go, Jason, what do you got? Did you bet anything week 11 in the national football league?
8: Not much. Um, I bet the Packers tonight just cause I think, uh, I think, I think the, uh, the injuries, yeah. for the, the Titans are a little, little too much for them. But this, uh, this weekend now I'm, um, getting, getting ready for the world cup. I'm excited for, uh, excited for the world cup, excited for the golf this weekend. It's, uh, all What's right. going on?
3: Let's get it. Let's get into that. What have you bet in the World Cup pre-flop? What have you bet so far?
8: I bet Brazil. Brazil to win. I bet uh, bet uh, Allison, their goalie, to win the uh, the Gold Glove. Is that what it's called? The the best best goalkeeper award. The Golden the Glove. Four to one. Golden Glove. Yeah. The Golden Glove sounds like a baseball bet, but it's not. Um, yeah, I got that. I'm trying to think. Uh, Got Netherlands. I, I laid like minus two seventy five on the Netherlands to win their group, and uh, I, I I bet on uh, Team USA not to make it out of their group. I think uh, <laughs> I don't even think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna win a game. Anti
3: American bet from Jason Weingarten. USA not to make it out of their group. Uh, group B.
8: That would am, be. Am I gonna? Am, am I gonna? Am I gonna be banned from the country if I, uh, if I bet Iran to beat to be team USA is that allowed? It's allowed, but we
3: have a famous story where Felica did it on Algeria and, uh, and against the <laughs> USA and Landon Donovan had this really dramatic goal and everybody's going nuts and Felika's in a corner just, just with his head dropped down in depression. Um no, you're good. You're yeah, good. That could be me. Hope they let you back in, but you know, could be could be you in the end. Uh okay, by the way, it's so funny with the World Cup. I have like, you know, when I'm just status quo, I have no thought about it. And then when someone starts talking about it, like, oh my God, I'm going to have 10 bets on this. How many total do you have? All those that you just mentioned, that's the group so far?
8: Yeah, I, you know, I have a, a couple small bets here and there, you know, I pick some stuff off, but I'd say, you know, probably if you put everything together, probably 15, 20 bets total, like nothing, nothing huge, like nothing relative to, to other sports. It's all just, Sort of recreational stakes for, you know, got a tournament like this, you got to have some action just to, to be, doing. you know, you're going to watch most of the games. Got to, you know, it's like, like
3: got the best situation. What,
8: what, we, what do we do with <laughs> what do we do? What do we do without action? That's,
3: that's right. What are we doing if we're not betting on this? Um, all right. You mentioned golf. What are you, what are you looking forward to betting golf wise this weekend?
8: I I uh, I faded Brooke Henderson in her matchups in the uh, the LPGA Championship because she's got a back injury. Um, <laughs> she's trying to tee off, I'm kind of hoping she tees off and withdraws. Um, so I bet that, and then uh, I bet I bet Chris got her up in the uh, RSM Classic. I bet David David is it David or Davis Thompson? His dad is the the tournament manager at our, the RSM Classic, so I bet him every year. I think he's Got a good feel for that course. He he hasn't peed off yet. He pees off later today. You might even be able to pick him off on some of the live lines around 90 to one still.
4: How about Davis Thompson 130 to one?
8: I'm looking at right now. There you go. Yeah, I, I, has he peed he off yet? I, I don't think he has. I I'm guessing
4: he has. Yes. I'm just looking at that. the odds and they're moving. The li- live odds are moving.
8: Okay.
3: Kelly Brooks Thompson.
8: I haven't, I haven't had a chance to look in the last hour or so.
3: Brooks Brooks Thompson has a back injury, Kelly. Hope she gets a swing in there.
8: Missed the cut. <laughs> no, Brooke Henderson. Brooke Henderson.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Brooke Henderson. I'm sorry. That's who I meant with the, with the back injury. Do you add anything to your NFL futures portfolio since we last spoke?
8: More. I, I bet a little more Nick Gates. His number keeps kind of going back up. I, I think he if, if he becomes a starter, I think it becomes more interesting. But the, uh, the market seems to kind of be zeroing in on Geno Smith for the comeback player of the year. Yeah. But I still don't get it. I think this, this is just like who – who do we need to talk to about this to, to get an idea of what, like, you know, I have opinions on this market, and the market seems to have its own opinions on it, but it, it's a very confusing market. I don't even think it should be offered.
3: Nick Gates with multiple surgeries, but, and I say but for the purposes of this award, an offensive lineman for the comeback player of the year. Um, but it, again, in terms of the Alex Smith model for this for this award, that would be the most similar to that. Um, but again, an offensive lineman. And so, yeah, it, it's just such a nebulous category, right, Jason? That's the problem. It's Some guys are most improved. Some guys are comebacks. It's the whole thing. We got to run, though, Jason. Appreciate you taking the time. I know you're busy.
8: Thank you for having me. I just, I, do I have a, a second real quick, Gil? You got to run.
3: I got five seconds. Go.
8: I will talk later. I'll talk to you later. I got to okay. go. <laughs>
3: okay. Jason Weigart. Sorry about that. Jason Weigart. At Apedia on Twitter, the host of the wide world of Garden. Daniel Alvari, UCLA-USC, next on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network.
6: What's
2: up? I'm John Wall.
6: And I'm CJ Toledana, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA six Man of the Year, The numbers game on v the sports betting network.
3: BetMGM, the Kick of sports books, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM rewards points so you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets. It's never been easier to join the action on the new Bet MGM app featuring a fresh redesign with improved features and quicker navigation. And if you're planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your Bet MGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms. At over 20 MGM resorts located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide, Bet MGM Rewards, sports betting's premier loyalty program, including exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks. When you wager with BetMGM, sign up with BetMGM or log in today to take advantage of BetMGM rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply, though. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly, and if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Kelly, you want to uh, do the uh, pro tip at the top? Pro tip at the top. Pro tip at the top. Pro top at the tip. Pro tip at the top. We talked about a great week to remind everyone that teasing down has been pretty rough. I'll say. Pretty rough on bettors this year, despite a lot of good-looking options this week. Tread lightly, tread carefully. It's your pro tip for the hour. We do one every hour on VEASAN across every show, so that means at least 20 every day. I've done the math. They're all available for VEASAN pro subscribers only at VEASAN.com, where you can sort them by sport and by show. We get tweets at beating the book. Always appreciate the uh, feedback. Just a couple of these here. This is from 401k sports. Oh This is actually worthwhile because this brings up something. He goes, I know it's taboo to tease a total. Oh, this goes back to our pro tip at the top. I know it's taboo to tease a total. Is this game an exception? He's talking about Buffalo-Cleveland. You tease the total down to 36, hoping for a venue move, which looks more likely than after the venue move, the total moves to 48 or 49. That's almost two touchdowns of value, just a theory. That's a thought.
4: I'm not going to tell you no. It's a thought, but I just I go back to what we said earlier, right? There's a lot of these things, and believe me, I do I do it myself, sitting at home at night watching a game, and I'm like, what if I do this and this and this? And it's like the uh, no. Zach Galifianakis with all the numbers moving around, right? <laughs> like that's that's me. Like what if this happened? What if that? But until we know for sure, I don't know if I could ser- I, I could seriously recommend anything. By the, I the mean, way, I mean if you I'm can get you. the news and beat the book to the yeah. number move,
3: that's the way to go. It certainly isn't getting my most enthusiastic endorsement, but I hear what you're saying. Two things: one, between two ferns. Consistent, so consistently funny. So good. And the second thing about Buffalo Cleveland when it comes to bettors, this is worth a reminder also. This could be a pro tip. It's worth a reminder. Always check where you're betting this game for the house rules involving a venue change because there are going to be some books where the venue changes and your bet is an automatic refund. But believe me, there are books out there where the venue change doesn't matter. It's all about the time in which it is played. This is not a pandemic situation, ladies and gentlemen, where a book is going to grade one sport one way and another in a a different way. (laughs) Just randomly think about that out loud. But this is about a venue change and specifically how each book will grade it. So keep in mind where you are making this bet.
4: Uh, uh, That's a great point uh, because I think that's something that this comes up so so little that this actually happens. People forget about that. But, yeah, that is definitely something you need to check with House Rules on when you're making bets on games like this.
3: This young lady was a uh, co-host of ours on primetime action, and we
9: love her dearly. Yeah! It's a contributor, Danielle Alvari. How you doing, danielle uh, You guys got me up bright and early on a Thursday, so, you know, as good as I can be doing. Well, if we said
3: 7 8, like if we said seven fifteen instead of eight forty five, would no. that have been a hard no from you?
9: probably probably i'm like a 5 a.m or 10 like there's just like a, a gap in there where you're just gonna miss me <laughs> what's the, what's the 5 a.m you would come hey. on at 5 a.m oh like yeah like i'll work out or i used to work at a golf course so like 4 or 5 a.m no problem 8 9 a.m high school terrible no
3: hmm. interesting
4: oh okay i get what she's saying now i thought danielle was out partying in the clubs i was like 4
3: a. 5 a.m what's that oh about? absolutely not uh danielle i just want you to know in advance i have not read the rundown so this could go anywhere just want to point that
9: out okay yeah. i'm not shocked i'm you know. exactly what i was expecting <laughs> oh see there's my alarm to wake me up
3: <laughs> let's start with the obvious play though ucla and usc you uh you did a podcast here on all things pac 12 all things california so you are uh, down with this and you are a graduate of ucla let's do full disclosure as well yes how do you feel about this game
9: It's going to be interesting for sure, especially mostly because UCLA is coming off of that really ugly loss to Arizona, which is a terrible defense. And yet UCLA's offense absolutely could get nothing going. So I think that that makes things even more interesting here. I felt a lot better before that game heading into this week because I felt like UCLA for once was being a little bit more consistent. What you can say about both these teams, as we know, is that, The defense is not great on either side here, and they're going to allow a lot of passing. Uh, If anything, UCLA has a slight defensive advantage for me here, but unfortunately it's not in the passing yards. They're 37th overall in defending against that. And we know that USC loves to pass the ball, and they're going to have to do it more because their star running back, Travis Dye, is going to be out. He's averaging over 88 yards per game. He led the team in touchdowns with nine, and he is out, so now his backup will be Austin Jones, a new starting running back who's only averaging about 6.4 yards per carry. Uh, Caleb Williams has been absolutely stellar. He's had a bunch of four and five touchdown games this year, 31 touchdowns total. And DTR, honestly, I know that everybody thought that he looked really bad in that Arizona game. You have to hope that's a fluke. Luke at this point, because the rest of the season, he's looked very good, uh, completed 71% of his passes. This could come down to something as simple as one defense, making a play, a strip sack, something like that. Uh, The real question here is, is this going to go over this giant total as well? Because USC scored over 40 points in all but two games this season. UCLA scored at least 38 in seven of their 10. So are we going to see this go over this 76 total? And I think there's no reason to bet the under here, except for it is a rivalry game. So maybe things are a little bit tightened up in that regard. Uh, But as far as betting the spread... I have no interest in taking two and a half points with UCLA. If you think UCLA is going to win the game, take the money line. That's just how I feel. None of these games in the last 10 years, these rivalry games have been decided by this few points. It's been five points or more every time. And I think that these offenses are so explosive. I don't think it's going to come down to a field goal. So if you like UCLA... I would take the money line. That's what I'm going to look to do. And also I was looking back and I think that UCLA often gets off to a slow start. They usually don't score first. So if you really want to be risky like me or like to live bet, maybe USC comes out guns blazing and scores right away and you can get an even better money line play on UCLA. But that's just, that's just for people who really, really hate themselves. I think
3: <laughs> I like, I like the advice though. of Yeah. If you like UCLA play them on the money line and uh, not on the spread. You also have thoughts on Oregon and Utah as well.
9: Yeah, this is the other big game this week, obviously. And uh, number 10, Utah, number 12, Oregon. Uh, Oregon lost to Washington last weekend, which is terrible for them. Obviously, they blew out UCLA, so that was great for them earlier in the season. But uh, that snapped a 23-game home winning streak for them, which was one shy of the school record. You have to imagine they'll be upset about that. Back at home for their last home game of the season. And the winner of this is likely to play in the Pac-12 championship game, either against USC or UCLA, probably USC at this point, it seems. Uh, the tiebreakers are a little bit murky for me. Uh, But both teams are averaging more than 200 rushing yards per game. Uh, Last year, the Ducks had two blowout losses to Utah. So there's a lot of animosity here, but I still need more injury information on quarterback Bo Nix because if he can play, he can keep this offense alive, but their defense absolutely cannot save him. So still keeping an eye on that. Utah does like to run the ball and kind of control the clock. And that is the one thing that Oregon's defense is good at doing is stopping the run. So this could be a fiery matchup. Lean a little bit under here, if you can believe it. And I give an edge to the, the Utah Utes, so I I would look to the Utes on the money line.
3: Yeah, Bo Nix's status, key with any handicap, obviously, on this game. Oregon still just uh, lamenting the loss last week. Had a shot at a a college football playoff. That shot appears to have uh, been scuttled. Uh, What about USC and UCLA basketball? I feel like since you're here, we should probably give 30 seconds on each of those. Your thoughts on both.
9: Uh, One looks better than the other, and it's UCLA, which I'm very happy to report. (laughs) Uh, They've covered... (laughs) Every game so far, their lowest spread so far has been 19 and a half. So both these teams have faced pretty easy opponents so far. And yet USC just won by two in their last game, an opponent that they were a 10 and a half point favorite against. And their first game of the season, they lost at home to Florida Gulf Coast, which is their coach's former uh, school. So it's just not a very uh, inspiring start for USC so far. Uh, they do have Drew Peterson back. He's a fifth year senior. He's six, nine. He's incredible for them so far, but he's pretty much the only one who's been incredible. I mean, if you look at their losses or their, well, their loss the first game, they shot 15% from three. Then they went on to blow out the ASU Hornets. And then, like I said, just beat Vermont by two where they shot 18% from three. So for me, red flags from last year that are still plaguing them. And maybe this is just an early season thing. Turnovers. Free throw shooting, uh, just playing like a team, passing the ball, and then the fact that they can't shoot from the perimeter right now is really troublesome, so they have to get that figured out. On the other side of the coin here, UCLA, like I said, has covered all three. These are 20-point spreads, and that might not sound interesting, but UCLA, at the start of seasons, hasn't historically been able to blow out teams like this consistently, and they have so far. Um, they did lose Johnny Juzang, of course. Jules Bernard is gone. Cody Riley has gone, but they got Mac Etienne back, and Jaime Hawkins Jr. came back with Tiger Campbell, yes. so some great leadership, really excited about. And the person I'm most excited about, I'm kind of torn because I want to say a Dembona. He's huge. He's scary. Uh, But Jalen Clark has been an absolute difference maker for UCLA so far. And he's definitely who I have my eye on this season. UCLA versus Illinois on Friday. Finally, a top 20 matchup, uh, both of them on three game win streaks, So I'm very excited. But I give the edge to UCLA in that one.
3: Danielle, nice job. And there's not enough time for me to ask you about the elephant in the room, which, of course, is that shoe behind your uh, left shoulder, which we still don't understand.
9: I should just change it every week just to keep you on your toes <laughs> you
3: should. thank you Danielle thanks for waking up we appreciate it thanks guys Danielle Alvari everybody on twitter at Danielle Alvari A-L-V-A-R-I Alvari
4: she got me so mad Alvari. at Matt for bringing up that shoe that one time <laughs> Matt Brown on the
3: Megapod right after the show oh, oh not, really? not right after the show the diva needed 30 minutes I gotta chill for 30 minutes before he gets
4: it <laughs> <laughs> Isaiah was just asking me why Pauls hadn't uh, been bothering 30 me
3: He needs 30 minutes. <laughs> Matt Bra- Brent could be here on time. Not Matt. That's next. Lombardi Line. Enjoy. From Visa, the Sports betting network.
2: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast
6: is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This
0: Play.